Hi, and welcome to the book club that sure isn't your mom's romance book club, but it is my mom's. I'm Ellen, and joining me is my mom. Hi, mom. How's it going? It's going great, Ellen. It's all good. Great. Um, so today we are going to be talking about The Pleasures of Passion by Sabrina Jeffries and a little bit about reading series. But first, mom, what have you been reading? What have I been reading? I am still, but almost finished with the McKinsey McBride series. Okay. I'm loving it. And this is like kind of your first um, Highlander book series, huh? It is. And I love the Scottish accents. I love the way they talk. I love the laughs and the love. And I love their little... I love it. I love the way they communicate one with another. Yeah. They're fun. Um, I had a hard time recommending you a Highlander book series because... Um, a lot of them are pretty risque, and I felt bad, like, recommending that to you, but we've gotten over that, haven't we? Yeah. The first couple were kind of risque, but the last few have not been too bad, or maybe I'm just growing accustomed to it. (laughs) Desensitized, exactly. I know. I remember when I first started reading, like, certain romance books, I was like, oh my gosh, this is so Scandalous, and now I go back and read them, and I'm like, ah, this is nothing. Nothing. I've read your hardcore. Yeah, I'm so hardcore now. Um, (laughs) So I've been reading. Last time in my contemporary spotlight, I talked about um, the Winston brothers, um, and the new book in the series just came out, and so I reread that entire series, and uh, because. That's what I need to do when a new book comes out. And we're going to talk a little bit later in the show about the pros and cons of reading a series. So we'll get into that a little bit more. But I had to reread the whole series, and I loved it. Oh my gosh, I love that series so much. I know you don't like contemporary, but this one is so good. And it's all these bearded brothers in Tennessee, and they're all just, like, goofy and adorable. And I want one. (laughs) But uh, the new book was really good. It um, Beard in Mind by Penny Reed is what we're talking about. And um, it was really interesting because the heroine was, she has OCD. And so she, it's, it made me like, I cried a lot in this book. Because it was so sad because she like really wanted to reach out to him and to like other people in her family and things like that. But she just didn't have it within herself to um to do that and so she would like see her brother because like her whole thing is she feels that if she touches somebody like they're gonna be in danger but if they touch her then it's fine so it's like really sad because like she sees her brother for the first time in a long time and you know in her mind she's just like please hug me, please hug me, but he, like, doesn't know what's going on with her, and so it's just like, oh, it's so sad. I just want somebody to love her. Um, (laughs) But anyway, so that was really good. I really like that, and I still, obviously, recommend the series um, if you haven't read it. But yeah, the other thing, which I haven't told you about yet, that I don't, and I don't think I've told you about this at all, is, um... There's, like, a new service, uh, which I know a lot of 
romance readers are aware of, but it's called Passion Flicks, and it sounds like a porn site, but actually it's, um, <laughs> it's... What's it called again? Passion Flicks. So it's a um, site that is being started by um, Tosca Musk, who is Elon Musk's sister, I believe, um, and she is basically starting, like, a subscription service for movies that are based on romance novels. Oh. Now, a lot of them, so, like, all of the things that they have set up are for contemporary romance, obviously, because those are just easier to make. But, so, it's, like, basically all just movies, um, based on romance novels. And then I think that they're also gonna have, like, other movies available on the service um to stream that are probably going to be romance based i would imagine um but i signed up to be a founding member and it's basically like you get two year subscription and certain privileges and stuff like that but anyway so that starts uh in september and i'll let you know how it is i don't know if you're i don't know if it's gonna be your thing mom so you say that why do you think it wouldn't be my thing? I don't I love know. romance you, movies. You do, I guess. I don't know. I'll let you know. I don't like sappy romance. Yeah, see, that's where I... <laughs> and you don't like cheesy romances. And no. So, I, and I don't know... I can't tell what the production value is going to be on this yet. Because here's the thing. Um, I love Hallmark Channel movies. It's sort of has, like, a Hallmark Channel, but, like, a little saucier vibe to me so far. And, like, they're going to have, like, a steaminess meter on, you know, like, when you're picking out a movie, it's going to have, like, the steamy meter. Or they call it something else, but I can't remember what it is. So I think some of them are going to sort of go there a little bit. I don't know. See, there's things I can read in a book and enjoy in a book. And I... But if the movie is... Like super sappy and ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I have a hard time with it in movie version. Yeah. Example, The Notebook. Everyone goes on and on about how I must love The Notebook because I love romance movies. And it's like, Mm-mm. no, I don't. It's not one of my favorite movies, even though I do love me some Ryan Gosling. Yeah. Um, and and, and <laughs> strangely enough, I'm a big fan of, you know, James Garner. So... <laughs> You would think it would be right up my alley. <laughs> Mom had a dream right after she married my dad that she was married to James Gardner and he just treated her super right. And right. so it was like Rockford Files Day, Jim Gardner. Yeah. So ever since then, she's always just like, "Oh, I should have married James Gardner." <laughs> That's our big joke in our marriage. Oh, I should have married James Gardner. <laughs> Anyway, that was an option, apparently. Yeah, because that was totally, like, something that was, you know... It was on the table, obviously. Yeah. (laughs) He was just knocking down your door. James Gardner. (laughs) Who wouldn't be? (laughs) But, yeah, he's a little older in the notebook, James Gardner. Um, But, yeah, Mom and I have talked about this a lot. Notebook is not our favorite movie, even though everybody thinks that it should be because we like romance. And we get gasps. <gasps> you don't love the notebook? Um, no, I don't love the notebook. So, I would say in general, like you and I, we either like period dramas or we like comedic contemporary. 
So, like, we love Sleepless in Seattle and yeah, movies of that, you know, or You've Got yes. Mail. Yes. Yeah. Nora Ephron's um, entire catalog. Yes. Entire catalog. Yes. Um, and then we love all the old school Pride and Prejudice, Northanger yeah. Abbey, Sense and Sensibility. So that's what I'm saying. Versions. Period <laughs> dramas or, like, but we don't right. like super dramatic, angsty romance movies. Right. I but, like book versions of that sometimes, but it's also not, like, my favorite genre of romance. Well, I think there's things you can read and picture in your mind the way you would... Like, if I were to make the movie, this is how I would make the movie, is what's playing in my brain while I'm reading it. Yeah. But then when someone else does it, and it looks cheesy and crummy to me, it's like, <laughs> I can't deal with that. Yeah. Um, maybe I'll send you, like, the preview to the first um, Passion Flicks movie, and you can decide if it's something that you want to do. But I, I, if you don't, I will tell you uh, what I think. Okay. Looking forward to it. I'm sure you are. Uh, okay, so today we're going to be um, talking about The Pleasures of Passion by Sabrina Jeffries. Um, it's the fourth book in her Sinful Suitors series. The summary reads, When Niall Lindsay, the Earl of Margrave, is forced to flee after killing a man in a duel, he expects his secret love, Brilliana Trevor, to go with him or at the very least wait for him. To his shock, she does neither and sends him off with no promise for the future. Seven years and one pardon later, Niall returns to England disillusioned and cynical and being blackmailed by the government into working with his former love to help catch a counterfeiter connected to her father doesn't improve his mood any. But as his role as Brilliana's fake fiancé brings his long-buried feelings to the surface once again, he wonders who is more dangerous, the counterfeiter or the woman rapidly stealing his heart. Forced to marry another man after Niall was ex exiled, the now-widowed Brilliana wants nothing to do with the reckless rogue who she believes abandoned her to a dreary, loveless life, so having to rely on him to save her father is the last thing she wants, much less trust him with. But as their scheme strips away the lies and secrets of their shared past, can she let go of the old hurt and put her pride aside? Or will the pleasures of their renewed passion finally enable them both to rediscover love? So, Mom, we have been liking this series so far, right? Right. Um, so, what did you think of this book? <laughs> what did I think of this book? I Okay. The book was good the premise um little I, contrived but yeah i, do I love like, the like fake relationship trope that's right. like one of my faves um right. the, like having to pretend like they're married or pretend like and whether that's they're pretending to be married on a road trip or something i just love right. that whole like oh no we have to share a room what are we going to do i'm like oh Yes. Which is kind of one of the reasons we liked um, the one we did last week, or last time, about um, the yeah, bride. Yeah, the girl with a make-believe husband, yeah. I can't even remember the titles. You always I remember know. the titles, I don't. So, good trope. Yes. So we liked that. Um, I even like both characters. I like the hero and the heroine in this one. Mm -hmm. um, there was a lot of sex against trees, so that was a thing. <laughs> That's, That's what you're into. not necessarily a bad thing. 
don't know. It doesn't seem super comfortable to me, but whatever floats your boat. <laughs> and um, well, it's all about the comfort. I don't want to think too much about that. Um, <laughs> you don't want me to tell you about my sexual preferences? No, all? That's I don't. Super Thank weird you. to me. Okay. The, um, here was my problem with the book. As Okay. She spends, like, the first... 75% of the book, literally, telling him, I can't marry you. I can't get in a relationship with you. You don't trust me. You won't tell me why you fought the duel. And he didn't tell her, and spoiler alerts, GT dubs. But, um, so he didn't tell her because it wasn't his secret to tell. Mm-hmm. It had to do with his sister. Mm-hmm. And um, he didn't feel comfortable sharing something that his family had promised never to tell anyone. Mm-hmm. So... Finally, he decides, I love her, I trust her, I'm going to tell her, even though everyone has told me not to. So he really goes out on a limb, and he tells her why he fought the duel and this big family secret. And she immediately says, well, I, and he says, so do you want to marry me now? She's like, no, I'm not going to marry you. You wouldn't tell me that. And it just seemed ridiculous to me. Yeah. (laughs) I literally was like, oh my gosh. You know, that's been your complaint this entire time. And now that he's opened his heart and, you know, bore his soul to you and you just throw it back in his face. And that was, I thought was pretty sucky on her part. Now, of course, they, she pulls it together and they get together at the end. But I had a huge problem with that. Yeah. And we talked about, it's really frustrating because uh, in the same vein, he asks, um, because his sister, okay, so the the second book or third book is about his sister who she was raped, and it's actually a really I th- I really like that book a lot. Um, it's and they uh, dealt with it very well. Yeah, and well, and I really liked dealing with that subject in that time period, and like the hero was great in that one, and um, super sweet with her. So. Um, the hero in this, Niall, uh, Earl of Margrave, he has been banished because he was trying to flee because he killed her rape, her raper. And, um, and he killed him in a duel. So that's, he's been out of the country for this whole time. And so he goes and, um, his sister is currently pregnant, um, in this book with her now husband's baby. Um, and so he goes to his brother-in-law and says, hey, like, I really want to tell this woman that I'm in love with, you know, about the secret so that she'll understand why. Because she thinks, you know, this whole time she's thought that um, the person that he killed in a duel was, like, somebody who It was, was over a shared mistress. That they yeah, had. like, sh- over a shared mistress or um, some some other nefarious purpose. So he's like, I want to tell her so that she knows why I killed that guy. And his brother It's important to point out that she is really good friends with his sister. Yeah. So and she's so, not going to turn around and start telling everybody. Yeah, so the brother-in-law is like, I don't want you to tell her she's pregnant. If somebody, like, finds out while she's pregnant, it could be harmful to her or the baby. And it's like, dude, come on. Like, he murdered somebody. <laughs> he, like, killed you know, this guy for his sister. He's been banished from the country. He lost, like, all of his, you know, his, his like, entire life, 
you know, for the sake of your wife. And, like, he just wants to tell one person who he loves and trusts and who is friends with your with your wife about this thing. And she's not going to tell anybody. Like, just let him tell this one person. And I just got, I felt so bad for him. Like, the entire book for all these purposes, all these reasons. Yes, I did too. And... So I had issues with that. I mean, of course, it came out fine at the end, and I enjoyed that. They, I mean, I'm glad they got together at the end, and um, of course, everything was hunky dory. But I did, like, literally. There's not very book, many books where something's happened. And I'm gone. Oh my gosh, seriously? Yeah. And those words literally came out of my mouth when I was well. And that you part know, because mom was visiting when I was reading this book for the first time, and I just kept like, ugh, ugh. <laughs> oh my gosh, I just kept scoffing like so many times and mom's like, stop, you're going to spoil it for me. And I'm like, you are not going to be happy with certain things that take place <laughs> in this book. So you knew, you knew how I would react. Yeah. Well, cause it's frustrating. It's, yeah. you know, I realize there has to be conflict, but I just like felt like this poor guy was just getting pulled through the ringer the entire book. And he's just like wanting to get back some semblance of his life in England and well literally at that point I was like dude just go find someone else this chick is too much work (laughs) yeah I did feel bad for her and like the circumstances around her first marriage and stuff like right you know that's the thing like like you said like I like both of the characters I just kind of got frustrated with her reaction to um to him telling her yeah I agree. So that's how we felt about the book. Yeah. Anything else that stood out about this book? Well, I told you some of the things. Okay. I'm going to take a minute and talk to you. Let's talk about book covers. Because I know you know my feelings on book covers. And um, (laughs) first of all, I have a huge problem with this whole series for some reason. And I know it's not Sabrina Jeffries. I know it's not her issue. It's probably a publishing thing. Mm-hmm. But every cover in this series, the guys all look like, like on the pictures, on the covers, the guys look like that uh, irritating, yuppie, you know, for lack of a better word, douchebag that you knew in the 80s. Not you, but I knew. <laughs> in the 80s. Yeah, they look like surfer dudes or... Um, like James know, Spader just, in Pretty in Pink. Exactly. Or the guy from Karate Kid. You know, it's it's those guys. That's who they look like. And it's I can't get behind the covers of these books. But with that said, I have issues, a lot of issues, with the covers of romance novels. First of all, if you have a picture on the front, you better have a make-out picture inside. I like the make-out pictures <laughs> inside the cover. <laughs> I'm a fan of those. Now, because I'm a Kindle reader, I have to look them up online because I can't see them on my books. But when you don't have those, I think, ah. Because I like to get a little, like, another angle. Now, (laughs) I have a problem when the cover, people, the couple on the cover looks nothing like the couple that I'm reading about. Yeah. And and we discussed this earlier. Mm -hmm. If if they're talking about a girl who's, like, curvaceous, well, have a girl who's curvaceous on the cover. Why do we have to have all these model stick-thin girls? Show some cleavage, you know? Let us see some... Some curves on a girl. Yeah. If it's a guy with a tattoo, have a freaking tattoo on his arm. Is that asking so much? Let me feel like I'm reading about the cover, the, the people that are on the cover of the book. Um, 
so I have a problem with that. But I get it. It's a thing. Fabio couldn't have been in all those books in the, <laughs> the 80s. But, Everybody um, was just writing about guys with long, beachy hair in the 90s. flowing hair. Girls with their bodices ripped open. But um, anyway, I, I, I would like, were I to write a book, which of course is never going to happen, I would want it some say, and I want these guys to look like the guys I'm writing about. Yeah, and I'm sure that they all want that. I don't know why it's, like, so hard for, like, the publishers to sometimes deliver on that. And sometimes, like, they're, um, I can't remember what series it was. Maybe it was Temple in the, um, but some of these guys, they describe them as just, you know, being huge and, you know, overpowering, filling a door. And then the guy on the cover is, like, like a GQ model. And he, you know, yeah, he has a nice body, but he's not huge like the guy they're describing in the book and there should be some difference between him and the other guys in the series who are you know smaller yeah it should also be said that like you and i in general don't like go for the blondies the blonde no. guys right i don't like the so, pictures on the covers <laughs> yeah and also like the guys that they always get to portray like blonde guys in regency england always look like dyed surfer like fake blonde to me yeah um, like spicoli from fast times at ridgemont high <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i relate everything to movies that's yeah in case you haven't noticed um but yeah so that's a beef that we sometimes have right because mom will always like call me and say like i want to see what the inside picture is on this book and i'll be like okay. well, then i found i could look them up online so i just Look them up online. Yeah. But I, I I, do like when there's the makeout picture inside that's different from the picture on the outside because I like to get the, well, I just like more of it. Oh. <laughs> we should have the books illustrated for heaven's sake. <laughs> it, would be, it would be pretty dangerous if they illustrated some of these books. <laughs> yes, that's true. It would be dangerous. Oh, boy. Okay. So I think that that kind of covers... Um, a lot of what we wanted to say about uh, pleasures of passion. Um, But we would love to hear from you guys. We have a Facebook page now and our Twitter, which is NotYourMomsRom. Or you can email us at NotYourMomsRomanceBookClub at gmail.com. I got it all in there. All one word. (laughs) All one word. No apostrophe. Um, So if you want to read along with us and email us uh, with your thoughts, or if you would like to suggest a book for us to read, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, Next time we are going to discuss The Rogue's Wager by Christy Caldwell. This is book one in her Sinful Bride series, and book three just came out. Um, so it's pretty likely that if we like book one enough, we may have read all three by the time we record. Um, but we're just going to talk about The Rogue's Wager. Uh, okay, I, with that said, is there more books coming out in this series? I think so. We're going to talk about that. But um, I have read Christy Caldwell's Heart of a Duke series, uh, but Mom hasn't read any Christy Caldwell, so not. this should be fun. Um, I can't remember how saucy Christy Caldwell gets, so it could be very interesting and fun. Um, Something to look forward to. So for now, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we'll be discussing the pros and cons of reading a series. So stay with us. 
Hi everybody, this is Ellen. Um, for my contemporary spotlight this episode, I wanted to talk about All Chained Up by Sophie Jordan. Um, now this book is about, well it's a whole series, this is the first book in her Devil's Rock series, um, and this first book kind of takes place in a prison. And I um, really liked, he's a prisoner in um, the system, and she is a nurse that is working um, at the prison, and they kind of meet and fall in love, and of course, you know, he is a prisoner, so he's done some bad things, but he's a good guy who did bad things, um, for good reasons, and I really liked this series, it was, um, kind of, it's still ongoing, so, um, there's still books coming out, but it was a really cool setting, a little different, uh, if you like your bad boys with a heart of gold, uh, this is the series for you because um, they all definitely are tough and brooding. You know, inevitably, they're, they're good guys. Um, and I just really love this series and really recommend it if that's, if that's your jam. So give it a try. All Chained Up is the first book and the series is Devil's Rock by Sophie Jordan. Thanks, guys. And we're back to talk about reading series. Um, Mom, with this book, we were both re reminded that reading current series can be pretty difficult. Um, and we're talking about series that still are, you know, coming out with books and such. Uh, romance writers are extremely, like, they're on top of things. I mean, luckily it's not like Game of Thrones or something where people have been waiting like 15 years or something for a new book, new book to come out. So I totally like get that it takes a long time, but it's hard sometimes to read a series when it's still like actively coming out with books. How do you, how do you feel about it? Well, for instance, with this book in particular, the deal is, is if they come out with a book even once a year, I have read, I don't know, I can't even estimate how many series I've read in between the last book and this book. Yeah. So um, trying to remember all the characters in play was very, was kind of difficult. And um, as I started reading, I was like, I remember these characters. I remember these people. I even went back and read the synopsis on each of the books in the series to remind myself. And I did remember, but I didn't remember how they were all connected because this particular series has a lot of strange connections. It's not like a family with you know, eight brothers or yeah. sisters. So, you know, this gal is the sister-in-law of this gal, and this guy is the cousin of this guy, and it's it's all very convoluted in this particular series. So trying to remember how they all fit together as I'm reading. As I was reading, it's like, oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, I remember now. But yeah. when I started, I was like, I can't remember anything about these people. Well, and, I mean, you remember books really well. I, I do don't remember books very well and like you add on to that the fact that I've read I read so many books that between a series like when a book comes out it's like I've read like 80 books since this right. last book came out like I can't remember everything that happened in the series um yeah like usually I will either like before a new book comes out like with the Winston Brothers when this new book came out I just reread the entire series I mean I love that series anyway so it's like okay fun um, with passion, the pleasures of passion, I, um, what I had to do 
and mom was here when I was doing this was I just went back on the previous three books and just kind of searched the her- the hero and heroine in this book. I like searched for their name in the three previous books and just kind of read when they were mentioned previously so that I could be like, oh yeah, okay, so he's the brother of the girl that had been raped. And, um, you know, just I have to do something like that so I can kind of kickstart like, oh, okay, this is the series. Okay, I'm remembering what was going on and who's related to who and how everybody's connected. Because I feel like if you, you know, I know a lot of people say like, oh, it can be read as read as a standalone um, you don't really need to read the series, but it still like adds. I feel like a lot more when you have read the previous series. Well, like, and like you mentioned last time, we are series purists, and if yeah. someone comes out and says this book is the third in this series and it's freaking awesome, then I'm not going to start with that book. I have to go back to the beginning and start. I hate trying to start in the middle. I got to read from the beginning and read book one, book two, and then I'll read yeah. book three. Because I've done it before, and sometimes it's, like, a little more, um, it's, you can get a little, like, the Winston Brothers, that would be the, I think, an awful series to just read one book, um, like, in the middle of the series, because you get so much more out of it if you know everything that's been going on in the series. But there are, I've, I've read some books, um, where I'm like, uh, I just think I want to read this one, um, where it's like, okay, they sort of mentioned that so-and-so is married and stuff like that, and obviously they were, you know, somebody in the previous book. In general, I am very much a series purist and, like, need to read the entire series if I want to read one book. Well, for example, with I've been reading the uh, Mackenzie McBride series, Mm -hmm. and (laughs) the thing that's funny about it is the books, if you read them in the order they were published that's not the correct order. You need to read them in the order that the book takes place because it's different than the order they were published. But they don't, like, spoil anything that happens. Well, they do. Well, there was, like, one book I read, and they said, oh, and this guy's married. And it's like, I never read about that guy getting married, and I'm pretty sure there's probably a book about that. Were you skipping, like, novellas or anything like that? I um, started reading one. When I was reading them in the order they were published, I started reading one, and they're like, oh, and this McBride brother just got married. And I was like, I bet that's a book. And that's when I went back and started looking, and they had the series listed in order published, and then right below that they had a list of the books in the order they should be read. It literally said, this is the order they should be read. So, um, because I have a feeling she wrote some and then thought, I'm going to go back and, you know, fill in some of these stories. Yeah. Anyway, or one that I was reading was like a Christmas book, and it might have been she wanted to get that one out for a Christmas um, time. Yeah. And anyway, um, so I'm reading them in the order, because I'm reading the Daniel McKenzie book right now, and that's like one of the last books, but I don't, it wasn't one of the last ones written. Mm. But anyway, um, and like also with this particular series, so many of the brothers play a big role in other stories. Sometimes you'll be reading a series and they just lightly touch on. Yeah. It's like somebody um, that they have tea with or something. And... For example, I never remember the name of the series, but the one that starts out with a rogue not taken. Oh, um, the, I don't know. What is the name of that series? But Sarah but McLean. Sarah yeah. McLean. Um, those books don't necessarily overlap too much. I mean, somewhat, yeah. but not a ton. Um, 
But this particular series, like Ian from the very first book, he is like a big part in every single in every single book. Um, you know, they refer a lot to the brothers and and you know the police officer brother and the Duke brother and um, they played big parts in all the other series. So if you didn't read the whole series, you would be a little bit lost as to what their characters are about. Yeah. I find it so interesting um, that so much of romance is like series. Like I, yeah. I'm, I'm like sort of baffled when I find out that like somebody comes out with a standalone book that's in no way connected to anything else. Um, <laughs> and I wonder if they do that just because it's more lucrative, or because um, I'm sure that it is because you're getting people to buy not and romance readers I think there a lot of them are like us where it's like I gotta read the whole series so it's like you know right. you're spending money on seven books as opposed to just one yeah I wonder why that is such like a well, thing well a lot of times they will preface the next book in the, in one book you know like they'll say this is the book that's coming out later so they'll give you the first par- you know first paragraph first chapter or something mm-hmm. and um, so it's a way to kind of advertise and pre-sell their next book yeah and I'm sure like I bet you know, as a romance writer, because I'm, you know, they're romantics, I'm sure, and um, I bet that they're just, like, writing these side characters, and it's like, you know what, he needs to find love, too, like, (laughs) in fact, sometimes I read a series, and I'm like, wait, why isn't he getting his own book, or like, wait, why isn't she falling in love with somebody? Um, What series did I just read, where, where, like, they, they've described him as handsome. He's got to have his own book at some point. <laughs> <laughs> That's the joke mom and I always make is like anytime anybody is like described as like so kind or so handsome or something, it's like, well, obviously he's going to get his own book. Get his own book. <laughs> <laughs> They're not always super subtle about it, but. Um... Anyway, but I have a very hard time. In fact, when you recommend a series to me, I'm like, is it done? Because I'm going to binge read this book, this book series. <laughs> I almost said a bad word. But <laughs> I'm going to binge read this series. And um, I want to I want to know the that I can read the whole thing all the way through. I don't want to have to wait a year for the next book to come out. Right. Well, you always want to read books that I haven't read. And I'm kind of to the point now where it's like, I need it to be new series if it's a series I haven't read. So... Sorry. <laughs> I know. Well, I've read all your series. <laughs> series is this. So anything else we want to say about reading a series? No, but I love it. I love being able to binge read in addition to uh, all my romance books. And this kind of falls into the same genre. But um, I also just love historical fiction. And mm-hmm. so I'm reading the Sebastian St. Cyr books by C.S. Harris. Um because I do love me some crime drama, and uh, they're still in them. So every time I, you know, their her books only come out once a year, and I have to like first of all reset my brain into a completely different kind of area and place and time and stuff that's going on, and it's kind of hard to switch gears like that when I've been so entrenched in romance. But yeah, because you're um, like reading this crime drama novel and like. Uh, when is he gonna, you know, make out yeah. with somebody? Right. When is someone getting, you know, dallied against a tree? 
When is that going to happen? <laughs> That's me reading any book, like, ever. I'll be reading... What's the point of reading this book if no one's getting some, something, something? I will be reading, like, Heart of Darkness by Joseph Conrad and be like, okay, enough with this boat. Like, when are they going to get into port and find some ladies? Like, this book needs some romance in it. Stat. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's what we should do, is just take old books and rewrite them. <laughs> With sex scenes. <laughs> take a sex scene in there. You know, like, like Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. We're, we're going to take books, I don't know, <laughs> and stick some sex scenes in there. Catch 22. Catch this. <laughs> sex scene. I think there are sex scenes in that one. But, oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, we're, we're going to take old novels and just put more sex in them. Yeah. Or at least, like, at the very least, romance, right? I a mean, romance. There's yeah. got to be a guy-gal thing going on. <laughs> like, they'll they'll go to a grocery store or something, and um, the cashier, it's like, let's do a side plot with the cashier where he falls in love That's with, right. you know. Once he sees her, he can't not think about her anymore. <laughs> <laughs> when, when she gives him the change, he can feel the heat from her fingers. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> It can happen, Ellen. I like this idea. It's basically just going to be, like, serious fiction fan fiction with romance in it. Just with romance, that's right. Yeah. I like it. Okay, so I think that kind of covers what we wanted to talk about with series. Um, As always, thanks for joining us. Again, if you would like to join us for The Rogue's Wager by Christy Caldwell in two weeks, you can find us um, on Twitter at NotYourMomsRom or on Facebook, or email us at notyourmomsromancebookclub at gmail.com. All right. Thanks, Mom, and I'll talk to you next time, but also probably sooner than that, because we talk a lot. We do. Thanks, Ellen. See you next time. Bye. Bye.